Here we are, episode three. We are back into it. Uh, Paul Douglas, Tony Lyle, the Coasters podcast. And before we start, Paul, I think we need to address the elephant in the room, the huge audio failure of episode oh, two. Yeah. yeah, that is the massive failure, if you ask me. A lot of people reaching out and saying, hey, episode two sounds like shit. shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, fuck. Yeah, I know. That's the problem. But that, it was that our plan, though, was to just be able to sit down, plug this fucker in and get going. Yeah, can I just say, it wasn't our plan for it to sound awful. Really annoying <laughs> stuff. You know, you want to give people as few reasons as you possibly can to turn off your podcast. And yeah, it sounded like... episode two. <laughs> and it sounded like you recorded it in the bath. <laughs> yeah. It's not ideal. Um, we take your feedback on board. We appreciate all the correspondence that came in. Yeah, we do, people, actually. People saying, hey... You sound like shit. It's nice to be getting talked about. We just wish that it was for better reasons. Well, I've quite enjoyed having like various sort of people from my past that, you know, I was always sort of, you know, friends or friendly with. And, um, you know, they come out of the woodwork and they give you a bit of positive feedback. And that is always a real good indicator that I wasn't like that much of a cunt. Yeah, I know. <laughs> what, in past life or Yeah, now? yeah, just like back in the day. It always happened like when we started doing comedy and I'd have people from school that once again, you wouldn't, I wouldn't consider them close friends. But yeah. I like to think I was a pretty friendly guy. I'd take the piss out of people, but, you know. And then they would turn up and you were like, okay, well, they've either turned up because they actually, I'm, I'm an all right guy or... They're here to watch me fail. <laughs> well, I always am baffled by this when people turn up to your comedy shows who are sort of tangentially related to you from the past. And all I can think is, there's no way I would have gone to your thing. Like if you if you were there, some guy who I'm surprised I'm Facebook friends with, we you know hung out a couple of times at uni and he's yeah. headed along to the show. Like if he put on his Facebook and was like, hey, um, my band's playing tonight, I wouldn't go. And maybe I'm a bad guy. I'm realizing as I'm know, saying like, that I sound like a dick. Like a, it's got that weird support factor. Like I'm always blown away by people that like, oh, I've got to get along to a show, or constantly like apologize, and they're like, so sorry I didn't make that show. And I'm like, bro, the idea is that this will be going on for a long time. You you'll get there. You've got plenty and of the opportunities. longer you wait, the better I'll be. <laughs> the greatest, I the one I like the most is when people message you after a show and they're like hey let me know whenever you're in town next um i'll, I'll come along like i want to come along to your next show yeah and then you put up a post being like hey i'm doing a show yeah uh and then next year you'll get a message they'll be like hey let me know when you're in town next you're like i was six yeah. months ago i posted it a million times yeah. i know you saw it you like like just come along when you yeah. see us posting about our shows yeah. just go along yeah, empty promises, though. I think a couple of mixed messages from me there I realised straight away. Me being both surprised that anyone comes and annoyed that they don't. They don't, yeah. That was a bit of a um, cake and eat it too moment. But, yeah, I, I yeah, fuck. Yeah, I I, uh, I enjoy that part about it, though. Like, people turning up. Although, occasionally, people turn up and we're not going to start naming names and you're like, oh, God. <laughs> Name names. Gotta have. Let's take them down a peg. No, I know what it is like though. When I, I no, well, no, what just like oh, there was like one kid that was just a shithead at my school. Like, you know, one of those kids that's yeah. like a bully, like an out and out bully, and then like I don't know, somewhere along the way they turned into a slightly better human, and then they act like that doesn't hold any weight anymore. Like, yeah, so. once you're a bully, you you do have to send some emails, a tone. I wonder. Yeah. I've, I mean, I wasn't a bully at all. Have you ever thought about going back to people you wronged at high school and like getting in touch and saying, hey, listen, sorry about being a dick? Or has anyone ever got in touch with you from high school? And been now, like, funnily hey. enough, a couple of the guys that I was probably the biggest dicks to are now like my some of my best mates. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like one of my oh, yes. best mates, we used to fucking hate each other and I was just a cunt to him. But um, nah, like, 
No, I'm pretty good. I mean, this is the problem with a podcast. Hey? You're basically like putting your one-sided arguments out there. Was I a bully? Nah. Did I bully people? I think every kid has bullied people. Yeah, you know? I think everyone does try it on for size and you think, oh, it doesn't really you have fit. To. I don't like the way it feels. And anyone that's like, oh, I got bullied heaps, but I never bullied. No bullshit. You found a weak. You had like a cousin that was weaker than you. Bullied you down. And I went to an all-boys school in the South Island of New Zealand. So it really was a... To survive, you had to either latch on to some sort of stronger, yeah, yeah, tough yeah. people. Was that because you? I, actually, that's interesting. Because I went to co-ed. Were you co- wait? Did you go co-ed and intermediate? Co-ed intermediate. I was and a twelve-year-old. I was friends with all the girls. That's ruthless, bro. Right when you were they like, cut you right off when you're getting juice and your diesel. And yeah, you're, just and like, you're nah. dieseling up as well. You're thinking we're on here, fellas. Yeah. Uh, I, but I even think just the the idea of having girls who are your friends. It makes you so much more of a well-rounded individual. Obviously, we still had oh, friends who were girls, but yeah. you just don't see them every day. You only saw them at special occasions. Yeah. It makes you a freak. Yeah, it makes nice. a whole school of people are these social freaks who see girls and don't know how to act. And the idea that yeah. people were going to school every day and seeing girls, I feel like it must make you, first of all, so much better in school because mm. you're not just, there's not a kid down the back of the class literally whacking off. Oh, fuck. Bro, I had a mate whose um, mum was a teacher at St. John's School in Hamilton, and it's like right next to the university, and there were a couple of classes that like were on the road, and obviously like uni classes are constantly turning over, and people are coming and going all the time. And she said like if a hot enough chick like walked from the uni past the school of like, you know, and four, 13, 14-year-old boys, they would literally just ignore her and run to the window yeah. for a glimpse. Like It was uh, atrocious. We... Used to get in our cars, and this isn't. Oh, I'm just <laughs> going to make so me sound so bad. But everyone did this. It would be, you know, school finished at three, and people would leave school early and go drive past the girls' college so we could see the girls leaving school. And this was the thing that happened. No, the, that makes the years sense, before man. our school did it. The years before me did it. I'm sure the yeah. years after did it. Uh, and they'd go, and I don't know, we'd just go like see girls like they were at the zoo because we were so unused to it. And that's wild, eh? I think there are studies, and someone will probably correct me on this and be like, that's not true. <laughs> but basically, co ed school yeah. for girls makes no difference. Like, they're just going to be pretty successful no, regardless. It's not a massive well, drop yeah, they're off. They're just more well rounded human yeah. beings. And yeah. for boys, the school results are drastically improved at a co ed school. At a co-ed school. Yeah, so, so single-sex school doesn't yeah, work. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't, and, and co-ed or um, single-sex for girls is about the same level of achievement. Yeah. And for guys, it's like, you're so much better to go to a, a co-ed school. We had no choice. There was no co-ed school yeah. in the town I grew up with. They just get all these just hyped up young boys and just go, all right, let's get you all in a big school together all a thousand of you that's crazy that's why like i think you know these are murky weeds to get into but like let's get in the murk (laughs) you're gonna regret it uh like the Dilworth situation is, okay you got yeah. straight into it well no that, no that we're, not gonna, we're not going to sit on the Dilworth situation but that is an all boys school no yeah but I don't think you can blame the students for that one no that no what funny. I'm saying is that I reckon like there's an element of like um, boys are way more snitches get stitches yeah I wonder what that is I mean also that's you know such a long time ago as well what was it yeah. 70s and 80s yeah. it's a whole other thing there's no campaigns like there is now of like you know see something <laughs> say something Mental yeah. health and all that sort of thing. It's just like bury it deep and take it to the grave was what, the older adage. What are um just to fucking 
pull out a deal with. What are some of the some of your alums? Oh, your alums from your what school was it? Marlborough Boys, Boys College. Oh no, sorry, say that again. Marlborough Boys College. Oh, yeah. The big name, the one, the only Anton Oliver, true All black captain, Shot. Otago hard, hard man. Yeah. What a guy! I think he's an Oxford graduate. Yeah, huge yeah. brain on the guy. Yeah, uh, Leo McDonald, another rugby guy. I feel true, like we the do business, the accountant. Yeah, maybe this is a real. New Zealand thing, but all of our notable alum, I think, were like rugby players. I don't think they really focused on anyone else. There's probably people who have done incredible things as yeah. well, but they're like, yeah, if you were an All Black, that's the number one thing you could do. Yeah, because we we've got a pretty good lineup from uh, Hillcrest High Hamilton. Um, is Hill is that Jesse Mulligan? Jesse Mulligan. Oh, the project. R. Pax R. Asadi. Pax Asadi. Uh, Laura Tupo. Oh. Laura Langman. Oh, nice. An uh, RIP New South. Sonia this, Waddell. Do you remember talking, Sonia Waddell? Rob Waddell. Of Waddell's, course I remember yeah, Sonia Waddell. I'm pretty sure Sonia went there. Yeah. I believe. Could be wrong. Um, and Kimbra. Fucking Kimbra, man. I yeah, I think I saw Jesse Mulligan interview Kimbra and maybe they did it at um, Hillcrest High. Hillcrest. Yeah, yeah, they did. And they've named the like they've named like the common room after Kimber. I think Jesse's got like a oh no, he's probably got the tech room. They should name <laughs> they should name the like seventh form uh like what's the rec room or whatever. Oh the common room. Seventh room, common room, the the Kimbra and Godier, someone that I used to know. So that when you leave you're like, see you later. See you later, totally. Never see you again. It's pretty funny, like, because um, they, they did, like, some post. Uh, Hillcrest High did some post, and they were, like, tagging all their all their alum. Did you get it was, the like, tag? coming up, fuck no, You bro. didn't get the tag? No, and we were having a school reunion, and, like, people were like, oh, come along to the school reunion. Um, this is outrageous. This is a travesty. This is Paul Douglas. This is, what, <laughs> three-time New Zealand comedy gala uh, representative seven days people, reigning people's champion just like literally the people's can't take the belt off me uh what else have i done uh most improved in cricket at hillcrest high um yeah i don't think you i don't think they award you for the awards you got at the school no that's true uh there's a couple of teachers there that i've spoken to since and they were the teachers i liked at the time like i think they realized i was like just a funny kid and just kind of let me roll yeah and then, like, the other teachers, it's like, I don't want to go to a school reunion and just have people be like, oh, I'm not surprised you're a comedian, you shit-talking piece of shit. Yeah, you know? someone tried to... There was a Facebook chat piped up um, years ago, and it was it must have been for the 10-year, uh, whatever, anniversary of us leaving school in the same form. Mm. And there was a lot of buy-in from a couple of people, and I didn't... I was like, I didn't even know this person who is this yeah. um but then it just died out no one went no one did it and that's the end of that yeah. i was thinking about maybe giving it some juice for the 20 year i finished high school in 2004 so it'll be next end of next year yeah we're 20 years since i left high school which is enough to send you into an existential crisis right now to say yeah. those words out loud holy shit that's a lot but nonetheless maybe i'll try i'll chime back in on that facebook chat even just for the yarns yeah well they actually tried running a five-year it's too soon after. A five-year one? It was too soon. And it it's was like, just, what have you done? I went to university. Yeah. What have you done? I also went to university. Well, I did like Camp America. It, it just happened to line up that I'd done Camp America. I'd been dating an American chick for like four years. Yeah, you're the most interesting up. guy there. And then I came back and I turned up. I was like, I've, I've done fuck all. I ended up um, it would be very the funny of a chick I didn't plan on. You know, like just, just got maggot. And like a chick that I like used to be friends with. And yeah. next thing you know, her and I slop around the corner. You know, just <laughs> real unnecessary situation. It's very like, funny to go back to a five-year high school reunion and hook up with someone that you went to high school with but you maybe never did. 
And you're like, we're just back here. We're back here That's at high exactly school. exactly what it felt like. Sometimes you just got to let it go. And then I just yeeted back to my mate's place to play. To play. What were we playing at the time? Wait, you did that? That is outrageous. Oh, as in like people were going to town and stuff. And we were like, nah. And you never had any sort of romantic connections at high school? No, no, no. She was just, we were just friendly. We were just, we were just, you know, we were just kind of mates. And then that night it was like, we were talking and then it was just one of those ones like, and then afterwards it wasn't like, it it wasn't awkward. It was just fucking just around the corner and then (laughs) call it a night, you know. I love the idea of that's how you kiss Paul. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, I'm just, well, yeah. Admittedly, I'm like, I'm so glad I'm married, man. <laughs> You're out of the game. Oh, it's exhausting. The game is exhausting. Yeah, Not quite that often I ever I'll see. Played it to be honest. I was at a concert. Um, I had the Melbourne Wine and Food Festival actually. You see that a few weeks ago, and I saw yeah. a young couple, a young maybe twenty year olds in the in the dance floor, and you could see the dance. It was the full, um, you know, the the birds sort of putting their feathers up, and the maiden call, and a little bit of testing out each other, <laughs> and the passion. I watched it, and I must look like an absolute creep because it's yeah. just two young attractive looking people dancing and kissing and me watching being like oh my god that is i can't believe you're doing this yeah. this is broad it's broad daylight there's like it's it's 3 p.m and you guys have just it, eh? met just hoeing into each other on the dance did floor did you ever go to beer fest in, in europe uh yes i did i yeah, went to so i've never to, been but i've just seen all the pe- they just like pictures middle of the day and it's like some chick load on a dude on well, a yeah hill. there's a few <laughs> festivities going on at beer fest my we were there for three days in total. It was three of the greatest days of my life. The first day, went in early. It was one of the opening days. You mm. want to get a table. We're able to get a table at uh, the Hofbrau tent, one of the big tents. Really got into our work. Um, and at like 3 p.m. or so, they clear the tents out and they get a, like the, di- the dinner nighttime crowd in. They sort of, otherwise everyone would just sit in the same tent all day. So I understand. Uh, and in that same process, I just lost everyone. And oh, no. I was pretty bruised, but I was still operating with a, you know, legitimate hit on my shoulders. I wasn't completely yeah. blackout or anything, but I just couldn't find anyone in the whole place. Couldn't find our friends. I was just by myself. Is this kind of pre it's everyone having roaming data? <laughs> yeah, I didn't, don't think I had roaming or data. I think I must have had a cell phone, but yeah. yeah, it wasn't like just text and meet up for whatever reason. I um, must have been 2013, 14, so a decade That's ago. That's the old school uh, at the end of the night or at this time we meet at this Well, we never made these plans. That, yeah, so yeah, you got to make those plans. My man. plan was, I, I went old school and there's rides at Beer Fest. So there's like, you know, those spinny rides that go yeah. real high, the one that like takes you up and then spins. Oh, yeah. So it's I like went on that seats, and thought yeah. maybe I'll be able to see my friends if I get up really high. <laughs> and I went up, spun around, couldn't see anything, but had a hell of a time. I was like, wee, <laughs> where are the fellas? Oh, I can't find them. Went back down, went back to the tent. Was like, maybe they'll go back to the main tent. Went in there, went upstairs there. So I thought, maybe I can look out over the... And there was a German family there. And I just got to- chatting to them. And they're like, oh, well, do you just want to sit down and have dinner with us? We'll, we'll, we'll shout you dinner. I'm like, okay. So I sat down with a German family. Had a full pork knuckle and another oh, stein with a them. A wife and his the husband, wife, two little German kids all dressed up in the dirndl and the lederhosen. I sat down, had a pork knuckle, had some yarns through some broken English and some German. And then... Thought, well, I probably should knock this on the head and head home now. It's, you know, 10 at night, pitch black. And I had to train home to the campground, which was another huge nightmare. Managed to go the wrong way on the train. So I think I ended up oh, wandering yeah, back to the train campsite. No good, man. Maybe 3 a.m. walked in. Yeah. And, you know, it obviously had been a bit of a trying night being pretty under the influence in a strange city, not being able to find the campsite. Yeah. Had been through it all. and But I'll... 
I'll say returning to the campsite and having everyone sitting around and you walk in after you've been AWOL for hours. Yeah. It is like coming home from war. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone yeah. is like, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. It was yeah. one of the greatest alive. moments of my life, yeah. returning like a conquering hero. Yeah. You know, everyone's like, where you been? It turns out everyone was together just at a different tent. They'd all had a large, great night together. No one else was lost. Just just me yeah. the whole night. But it was nice to walk back in and be greeted with such a rousing welcome. And then we just woke up and did it all again. And then we woke up and did it all again. And on the third, the, the third day, we were like, okay, I think we've had our fun. We'll just go back in, have some lunch, have it's a couple. It's kind of like Vegas. Like you get three days into Vegas and you're like, just yeah. get me out of this fucking city. Well, we were literally like, let's just have a stein or two and some food, maybe go on some rides. And before you know it, we're six or seven steins deep dancing on a table singing Robbie Williams' Angels. Yeah. And it just was, a, it was probably the biggest night of them all. Uh, yeah, that's the, the final the night. It is. It's like the first night of a stag do or, or like a wedding week, you know. Yeah, first night fever is certainly something that needs to be studied by scholars. <laughs> often fever, you'll right, yeah. arrive at a venue or whatever it is and you know full well the event is the following day. Yeah. But I think, you know, you're probably not hungover at all. You're probably sober. So your just natural energy level is very high. Yeah. You get, you see all the people that start to arrive. So you yeah. get the, yeah, here we go. And then there's just something that, that hits. Bro, stag dudes especially, like the last, a few of the last stag dudes I've been to, one guy had to bail after the first night because he was spewing up blood. So we dropped him at home and yeah, then carried on. Definitely. That, that's a bailout. And that, no one gave him shit. Yeah. <laughs> I think like, it, you've paid which is good. And there. I think that's how you know that we're in our yeah. mid-30s is that if someone spews up blood, you're off the hook. Yeah. A legendary ejection was we went down to Topol once for one and the first night um, went out and got like, it got pretty large. And a lot of the dudes on the stag were just hectic human beings. And... There was one guy on it that like likes to drink and stuff like that, but he's just a bit of a quiet guy. Um, that dude essentially got like a private flight out of Topol <laughs> just to escape and not have to be there for the second night. But he was like, yeah, he he was he was a shell as well. But no one actually saw him. You just saw him the night before, being like, "Get me out of here." And then recently, a mate didn't make it because he tried tackling another mate on a bowling green. The other mate saw it, reverse checked him. He shit whipped onto the bowling green, hit his head twice, split his earlobe open, and we just get a message the next day, <laughs> day going, yeah, now nah, I'm going to ride this one out in the dog box, boys. <laughs> so, and yeah, it's hard, man. First night fever, like some people, it's like a straight up disease for mm. them, bro. Yeah, well, I think it's probably people who have been looking forward to it for too long, potentially. They're really putting all their eggs in one basket of this is going to yeah. be the biggest weekend what you'll we know this young fathers are a sucker for it bro well yeah I think there's always the idea of young fathers I mean I have known to do this once or twice I, I think my one where I really got caught out was after the birth of our first child yeah. I had a close friend's wedding and it was only maybe 10 days later <laughs> um, and so you know I hadn't slept for 10 days I feel like I've probably told the story before and didn't even mean to, but just didn't realize how unprepared I was coming. And obviously hadn't, you know, consumed a single beverage for three weeks. No, but the lack of sleep as and, well. And um, yeah, just got into the wines and <laughs> went home with a jacket wines that wasn't mine. Well. It was a real nightmare. You know, when you put on, put the jacket, looked like mine, didn't yeah. know it wasn't mine morning put it in the suit jacket bag yeah and then you go to the next wedding you go to put it on and be like geez this, this is a tight woman's jacket i've got on here <laughs> uh, actually it was man's jacket and um one of the other fellas uh 
messaged me afterwards and was like, hey man, I just went to a wedding and my jacket's massive and I was like, oh, mine's tiny. <laughs> so we're done a switcheroo. So we actually replaced the jackets and no harm, no foul. That's so good. Yeah. Uh, it, wine as well though, man. Like mm-hmm. it always cracks me up how wine just makes women like bubbly and it makes men think they're real cool. <laughs> and then that's when heaps of real bad mistakes happen because for whatever reason, it gives like it really amplifies our egos i reckon uh, I, I think it's because of the sheer quantity that men happen to consume because i'd say yeah, and this true. is a generalization but you know I, i'll stick to it a lot of men drink beer for the most part as their you know you get home from work you have a beer yeah uh, and so that beer is 355 milliliters of liquid and if you have a wine that's half that you got a, a little, little oh, wine true. glass so you're used to consuming a certain amount of physical liquid yeah and so when you go and drinking at a certain speed so you know yeah. you're having a chat you're having a sip let's say every fifth word on average and you get a wine and you do the same thing you're used you're drinking a wine at the same speed you're drinking a beer yeah but it's a vastly more alcoholic liquid so you end up just drinking the same amount of liquid and you're like well i've actually had two bottles of wine before they've done the first dance and that is why I think that the wheels do tend to fall off when the fellas get a hit of steam up on wine. How much do alcoholic beverages such as water... No, I want... What's the question you're... Oh, at? here we go. I'm trying to find out, like, what... Does wine or beer have more water in it? I mean, my, my assumption is that it's... Does wine beer. or beer have oh, here more we go. water in it? Beers are generally 3 to 8% alcohol, meaning about 92% to 97% is water. As opposed to wine, it's eighty to ninety percent is water. Yeah. Hard spirits, you're looking at forty to sixty water. Meth, zero water. Meth, no water. Methamphetamine, yeah, it's just the beautiful no water Moorish until you, taste until you cry because you've hit rock bottom. But yeah, it will do that. And time to announce our new podcast sponsor, Meth. Use code Coasters on your next purchase to receive uh, some meth for free. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would, yeah. I, I, sorry, something I just I just fucking fritzed out on my brain a little bit. Um, I thought I had a story about meth from recently, but not that I've I've never touched it. But hey, well, it's probably a good time to smoothly recap. In the last episode, we talked about the new segment Will It Bomb. Oh yeah, true. And I proudly tried the joke, the bus stop in Tiaratu where I live. Where it's um, misspelt. They misspelt it. Sopped. Made a joke on here. Yeah. About the Herald was the ones that need to sopped. Yeah. Um. Paul didn't like it. I tried it that night. No, who might? Can Still I just say? Still don't like it. <laughs> went good. Went good. It went good. They laughed. And they also laughed. I will say I did have to couple it up. I had to do some thinking on my feet and folding a callback yeah. to an earlier joke, which really didn't work. And let me hit you with this one. Um. See if we can sort of get to the bottom of why this. Didn't work. I thought it was a funny idea. I hadn't worked out a joke about it at all, but I watched the you know Jack Reacher, the book. Uh, oh, like the Amazon Prime series. Yeah. So yeah, I've read yeah. all the books. Well, read a bunch of the books. You know, yeah. good easy page turner. You Did can you just watch the fire Tom through Cruise? them. I had watched the Tom Cruise ones. Yeah. Just it's just not the same book. Character. Yeah. It's just a different movie. Yeah. yeah with the gotcha. same plot, except he's. His whole thing is he's a big guy. Yeah, it's the entire out. thing. Yeah, I mean, that's been well covered. Up, hey? yeah. And so I watched the new Jack Reacher Amazon series mm. and it dawned on me, and this is what I tried to do with stand-up because in a book, you can cover a lot of a character's inner thoughts and feelings in a natural way because you can just say what he's thinking, yeah, which is not as easy. And you can just say the information that he knows in his head. He works things out and you can just write it, mm. but you can't have that in a 
series. No. So he has to somehow show that he understands all the stuff that's going on. And so he just says it. And so the joke that I tried to say is in the series, they've essentially, they've just made Jack Reacher autistic oh, because yeah, he just yeah. constantly misreads the situation. He's re- reciting off these giant lists of like very specific facts about all these weapons and areas. He's bumming people out all the time, like yeah. misreading social cues. He's giving like people bad news when they he should obviously be empathetic. But like, it's not a, like that in the book. A real lack of empathy, but he, he doesn't have that in the book at no, all. No, because it's an inner monologue. So I try to, to cover that off as Jack Reacher being autistic. It's and pretty, it, I mean, just autism bombed. in general, man. You now, wanna, now that bombed. The will it bombed. With autism, brother. Yeah. yeah, well, I thought it was a funny notion, but turns out no one else agreed. Uh, so good to leave that one where it was. But it worked well because I got to do it as a callback in the, yeah, yeah. the Herald piece. And can I just say... Could you pivot it to, I mean, completely different kettle of fish, but maybe it, maybe it, it works roughly as like that he's more ADHD. Could work, probably. You know, like probably. he can't help but like talk his shit out. Like. Yeah, well, it is like it. It's crazy. Someone's like, uh, hey, what do you think? what should we do for lunch and he's like well the chair over there is positioned this way so three men could break in here and snap your back and the bullet i've got goes 300 meters per second and the guy's like i just asked you for lunch and then yeah, he, yeah, he yeah. grins at the camera sort of but you're like that's crazy you're you don't look like you're handling this at all some woman's husband's dead and she's like is my husband gonna be okay and the lady's like i'm sure he'll be fine and yeah. then he goes he's probably dead and everyone's like what are you doing like just a massive misreading of yeah i don't cues. know if i'm gonna bother eh, um with it necessarily but like it's I, a good mindless watch it's a good mindless watch yeah i heard the second season's way cheesier than the first though like, oh i've only seen the first season oh, so i can't comment I'm really okay well, well we'll double back on that well um, this conversation actually you know because i'm not trying to spoil anything this pivots perfectly into the next conversation that i wanted to have and that is spoiling tv shows because oh somebody a prominent media figure in New Zealand, radio host, Clint Roberts, we'll stitch him right up. He posted a new TV show on Netflix called One Day. I don't know if you're familiar with it at all. It used to be a book. I think nah. it's also been a movie. But it's a very popular, probably the most watched TV show on Netflix right now. Oh, and One. Oh, was one it day. like the pirate? No, no, no pirate. No. It's, a, it's a romantic comedy, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. And yeah. so it's only just come out on Netflix. Very recently come out. Yeah. And... Clint obviously had finished the series yeah. and he posted a picture just of the cover of the show and then underneath it, a single emoji. And I'm not going to do what he did because I'm not going to tell you what the emoji was. But it killed it. But the emoji yeah. was a clear indicator of what was going to happen in the show. So you if know, you just, showed just by anyone tone. the post and you showed them the poster and then the emoji, they would click? No, you would you would think, oh, that's a an you know, just the tone of the emoji yeah. changes the show. And it hadn't been out long enough for anyone to see it. And, you know, he's got a large following of people yeah. on Instagram. And I saw it and I f- was maybe only three or four episodes in. Yeah. It had only been a week out for a week. And this is a 14-episode show. Yeah. So he's binged it yeah. and then chucked up a spoiler. And it is a spoiler, undeniably a spoiler. Because when I finished it, a massive sort of thing happens. And I'm thinking... Well, I kind of was waiting for this to happen because oh, of the emoji. That is the worst one when, when you're waiting for it. Like, yeah. yeah, spoilers. I've had a couple of people spoil things for me and I've wanted a straight up tombstone pile drive. It, it's so like, annoying and because almost any information is a spoiler. You know, if it's something happy in your back of your head, you're going, well, now nothing sad's going to happen. If it's something sad, you're waiting for something I don't even want to know if there's a twist. Yeah. 
Because that's where people will be like, oh, the twist is crazy. 100%. It's like, oh, so now I know there's a twist to this. Because a lot of movies will like, will like hide the, the, the twist, if you will. But yeah. Yeah. Like, you know that movie Burn After Reading? Yeah. I mean, I won't do the spoiler, but for anyone that's watched it, I could describe it close enough. There's a, a scene, <laughs> a scene that comes out of nowhere. Very hard to talk about spoilers without doing spoilers. Without doing spoilers. <laughs> but no, but I mean, this movie's so old, I don't think anyone would crawl up my ass for actually spoiling it. But. Um, there's just a very prominent scene with Brad Pitt. That's real, and it, and it kind of comes out of nowhere. And this guy told me about it, and it and it just killed it. It was like there's yeah. no point watching the movie now. Yeah, when you know what the thing is, you know what I mean. It's and anyone that's seen the movie will know what I'm. I'll talking watch about. it anyway, and then you're like, no, it's just. Yeah, it, I've found this with a series, and I know they're trying to be good with these, right? They're trying to be good for everyone's mental health. And a trigger warning at the start of an episode, but I was watching. Um, What's the one and it's based off a computer game and the world ends and a little girl and an old man sort of walk through the woods? Um, the know. Last of Us. The Last, oh, of, the last us. of Us. Yeah, yeah, And yeah, great yeah. show. Great show. Give it a check. Yeah, check it yeah, out. Yeah. It's very, very good. But the start of the episode, and I know, I understand they're trying to be good, mm. but it had a trigger warning. This episode deals with suicide. And so in my head the whole time, I'm like, well, someone's going to kill themselves in this episode. Oh, yeah, that's true. I didn't think And then like at that. the end of the episode, it's kind of like a shocking part of it. Yeah. But the whole time, I'm like, well, I knew this was going to happen. Yeah. This was in the start, the trigger warning at the start. It should have, because I don't, uh, it's not triggering for me, that happening. I understand that it is for some people. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But I think they should have to have like a trigger warning, um, click here to unveil what those things are if you think you might be triggered by something that or just are you a triggerable person yeah do you th- think the shit you get triggered by might be in this movie don't fucking watch it yeah, well, don't even don't watch it just be because that's what all they're trying to do is saying hey there might be something that will bum you out so just be ready for it because they don't want anyone to see that and you know and fair enough because some people probably have been negatively affected by that but also other people won't that's the thing I can never get my head around is when there's a hectic thing in a movie or in the media or like any time or like um, like recently there was a mechanic somewhere down south and they they put a sign up it had like a swastika in it right yeah or, or um I did see that, that or was... someone saying a um a real bad word or or, or whatever and then what it would gets, the word be like uh, or, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. his eyes mulling over <laughs> like it rhymes with trigger and. Uh, <laughs> and you know like something oh. like that and then all of a sudden it's it's fucking everywhere and yeah. I'm like okay so the issue is that you've got a problem with that word being spread and, and being thing but the media are the ones who put more eyes on it yeah I know what that's you mean that's the bit I always can't like I understand that you need to spread when bad people are doing bad things but when it's like Joe Blog mechanic it's like I think you've actually probably just given that cunt more business. A hundred percent, because there'll be people. I mean, this is the South Island as well. There'll be people who are going, "Oh, I should probably nip in there." Actually, I wouldn't mind um, getting my car serviced by this guy. But very, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. He will have get ten times more notoriety. Exactly what he wants. And I mean, also, just don't put a swastika in in your on your building. I it seems like such go. an easy decision. <laughs> you know, people. You say something about a swastika, and they try and do that like faux justification like well do you know it's actually a uh, spiritual Indian symbol and you're like um, yeah so it's not always bad and it's like and you're like, yeah and you're not spiritually Indian so yeah. take it down you know what else you're it was? not spiritually Indian you know what else it was it was also a swastika for the <laughs> Nazis like the bad guys yeah 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 I well, don't think well, there's other logo like there's other like logos which have then become more 
like it's like the same logo. Like there's an ice hockey team in Seattle. Uh, ah, the, the Seattle, the Seattle so- uh, SS. Now the Kraken, <laughs> they're called the Kraken, but the, their, their logo is essentially, I'm not even kidding you, like it looks almost identical with just different colours. Swastikery? No, 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 to the Steinlager logo. Oh. But what I'm saying is like Steinlager's been around, but that's a New Zealand beer, a American ice hockey team. That logo is going to become more synonymous yeah. with them, you know. Like they stole. It. I need to check this out. It's clo- it's crazy close. We'll put we'll chuck it up on the socials for people to have a look at. Well, you're now committing to doing this now, Paul. You're going to have to put the swastika. Oh, the whole point no, of this swastika. podcast was zero admin. Though. Yeah, I know that was the whole goal. The now, zero admin now we've podcast. Got segments like Will it Bong? Have I got yeah, any I mean, notes actually. That's I'll the only time. Note, eh? Hey, I've got a. Let me bring realize, a note up. Yeah, I realize I've just been talking the whole time, so feel free to. Rip in with a story. I've got a couple of other wild ones that came through. No, you were right, but like, this is just for an idea. Like, I love it. But like, I'll say it to crowds when I'm doing like new material nights, and I'll say, like, all right, I'm just going to pull notes out of my my phone, you know. And um, some of the notes are so hectic. Like, this note here just says, the NRL dick sucking. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Like, when the crowd. When the camera goes on the crowd. I know exactly what you mean. They're giving the, it the big salt and pepper shaker. I love that there's now adults doing it. Well, like. it's hilarious. Uh, it's <laughs> crossed my mind to do, cause, but it's it's also like your your parents are going to watch you doing this. The yeah. full, they did it at the cricket in Hamilton. Oh, yeah. They put it to a group of youths in the school uniforms. Yeah. And one of the kids gave the big old-fashioned... I think you all know what we're doing. It's the one where you you sort of do the salt and pepper shaker, two-handed usually, pretend to be sucking the other end off. <laughs> and people do it on a camera. But he did it once. Yeah. And they just held the camera on him. And he stopped. Yeah. They all had a laugh. And then it was just on him for another, genuinely, 15 seconds. Yeah. And then he just did it again. And then they cut off him. And I it's thought, well, you know what? the bane of producers' nightmares. Yeah. <laughs> well, they could have cut off this kid. He was obviously going to do it again. He, he didn't even... he naturally assumed that they would have cut the camera off him yeah because why would they keep the camera on, on him when he's pretending to suck a giant wang two, well, and also two-hander what a gentleman well i'm gonna put a call to arms out there now and uh ladies um it's time you guys stepped up to the plate and i want to see some eat outs um, <laughs> <laughs> i want to see some like so if that's the salt and pepper shaker what are they doing the fucking taco mo yeah i guess so i mean there is a great <laughs> video <laughs> of a, a game of cricket i believe and they're sort of filming too. And she might even be a cricketer in the crowd on the embankment and, you know, just yeah. filling in time. And she's talking to her friend. She doesn't even know she's being filmed. And all of a sudden she just, just big um, oh, act out of, 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 that. of eating a wang. I, lo- I love seeing that stuff, man. I, and it's very funny. It's that, it's one of the great all-time crowd videos. In New Zealand, little old New Zealand as well. She didn't know she was on the, she didn't know she was on screen. We're Just, getting a bit better and more relaxed in the crowd. Like that's one thing I've always liked about like any time I've been to sports in America or even just watching them on TV. They really let their crowd be the crowd and they understand mm. that like sculling a beer is just kind of part of it. So they'll show it like on the big screen. They'll show yeah. it like celebrities will scale beers. But if you like get up and do a shoey at a cricket game in Australia, you, you get out. turfed. You get ejected. Well that and I'm like save like kick people out for behavior that's actually affecting yeah other people like it all it is is adding atmosphere and vibe to the game and the great irony is that these organizations spends tens of thousands of dollars trying to artificially and i mean i've been benefiting from this myself Mm. artificially create atmosphere and you can do it but sometimes the crowd is actually able to do it themselves and that is one of the things like that incredible footage from i think a south african t20 game yeah and it cuts to a young girl in the crowd 
and she realizes on the big screen she buffs a full beer. Yeah. Everyone loves it. The crowd yeah. goes wild. Yeah. Cuts back to the player. It cuts back up to her so she can enjoy her moment in the sun. She's cheering. She realizes she's on the big screen again. Grabs the old boy beside her beer, rips it out of his hand, and skulls another <laughs> yeah. beer. And it's the greatest thing I've ever seen. The whole crowd is going Just going for it, yeah. And you're like, well, that's that's the thing everyone's going to remember from this game. I don't even know what the game was, but nah. that's the video I've seen. I mean, that's gone absolutely super viral. Yeah, we saw at the Boxing Day test in 2019, just before the world shat itself, we um, uh, the Boxing Day test, and there's like that one part where all the bloody Daros were... Yeah, they, you know, they oh, thirteen like, or whatever. Skull, 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 mm. and then they're like, one more, one more, and then no, you know, case on. They started stinging kids with coke. It was hilarious. Like a kid would just be like walking by, and the crowd, like hundreds of people, would be harassing this child, and the <laughs> kid would drop knee, rip a coke, and then you'd see them like walking away, struggling with the carbonation. Like, yeah, just I mean, go, <laughs> I would almost argue that sculling a coke's harder than sculling a beer. Easily. Especially an ice cold Coke. There's yeah. a lot of fizz in there. Yeah, there's a, a lot, lot of, fizz, of sugar. You gotta be gone fit. back to dad peaking, eh? Like, whoa, what have you been up to, son? I just fucking need a Coke. <laughs> Hundreds of people peer pressured me into sculling a beer for their yeah. enjoyment, and I did it. Dude, literally in Hamilton, it was going on once, and where we were sitting, I like went and I walked out, and everyone was getting clipped, and I was like, I refuse to get clipped. I want to enjoy these beers. So I went the long way, eh? Like, walked right up the back yeah. of the embankment, round the side, and then back down the crowd, like, and just, like, just had my head down, like, oh, I don't want to get stung yeah. here. Yeah, you don't get bullied into it. I saw a great one uh, at University of University Overlands in Eden at yeah. a Black Caps game, and there was a particularly rowdy group of people up on the embankment, and a lot of people were walking past, but I think they were only selling beers and ones and twos there anyway, so... It was mainly just like trying to get people to scull their one beer mm. uh, as they walked down the front. And Tony Brown, Otago Highlander legend, yeah, all yeah. black legend, walked past Gorgeous with a beer. Locks. And everyone, and they were mainly targeting their own friends, the guys who were getting around a scull of beer. And then Tony Brown walked past and they were like, Tony Brown, scull your beer. <laughs> and he was like, laughed, waved and walked past, didn't scull it. Yeah. And everyone goes, ah. Oh. And as he walked past them, he got to the edge of sort of the area where they were mm. and he stopped and looked back at them and sort of like with his arms went like, huh? And they were like, <laughs> yo, everyone went crazy and he sculls his whole beer, That's put funny. it back down and then like went to walk off and then turned around and back and went, oh, and gestured again and everyone went up bananas and then he sculled his second beer. Yeah, yeah. It was a total self-inflicted. No yeah. one was asking him. The joke alone of him walking past and everyone was going, scull your first beer yeah. was enough. But he, a man of the people oh, bro. and an absolute legend. That's what that I love about cricket, though. There's a witching hour at cricket, especially mm -hmm. at test matches. Like at that oh. boxing day test, once it hit about three, four in the afternoon, the sun had died down a bit. It wasn't as hot. People were steamed. Like it, it ended up being power in numbers. Like the, the cops just, there weren't enough cops to kick yeah. everyone out. And at one point, you know how people make a snake with the cups? Yeah. You just hear, you kind of see all the crowd slowly start turning around and like the cheering getting real loud, but everyone's facing away from the ground. And then you look up because we're down in the bottom and MCG, <laughs> uh, just for people who have no idea what we're talking about, it's 90, I think it, it caps out at like 96,000. Well, I think Taylor 000. Swift just had 96,000 people. Yeah, there, yeah, yeah. Taylor Swift just played her biggest ever concert there. It's a big ass uh, stadium. I know, and I didn't get to go. So, very sorry, I'll rub it in a bit more. And um, so, anyway, we turn around and like, Fuck, probably 12 dudes or 12 people, there are probably some chicks in the mix as well, had got together and made the longest cup snake I'd ever seen. And they'd all got up to the front of the balcony thing and had it above their heads. And people were like, 
cheering like a pharaoh had come out. <laughs> and like, I'll probably be able to dig the video up. I've got to stop giving myself fucking podcast homework. But there's probably a video out there. If one of my mates is listening, uh, is there. I, can you dig it up for me, Show Horse? I remember seeing it on the broadcast. Yeah, yes, it was It was incredible. And then they threw it down. It was raining cops. and you uh, Raining cops, raining cups. And then it started raining cops. I but, imagine it would have once they threw it off. That's kick-outable but isn't, isn't that weird? Like, I'm getting, just talking about this now, I'm jigging back up. And it's just from from people just like, Littering, essentially. Yeah. Did they toss it over the toss balcony? Toss it over and it rained. I reckon it would have been, it had to have been, <laughs> let's say, like let's say 12 people long and they each had a bit of a gap between them and each of those cups, when you stack them, it's only adding on yeah. like what, a quarter of a centimetre? shit ton of cups. It would have been two, three hundred. It had to have been. Yeah. Like it was crazy. A thousand, surely. Even like a thousand. Like it was a fuck ton, bro. It yeah. Was, it, yeah. I'll try digging. Oh, I'll it's try very exciting. It and I understand the, the idea when you get something like that, but... Surely the part of them must be like, why don't we just keep this together? Like, yeah. Sometimes you just it, you want to create something beautiful and keep it up. Yeah. Well, that's actually somebody I remember at Seton Park. This is years ago. You'd probably be able to tell me because you end up there a little bit. But I remember one security guard stopping another security guard from kids will run around and collect cups yeah, and they go yeah. and collect them. And this guy was smart. So I saw him like they kept one guy kept going up to the kids being like, nah, you can't be collecting these. The other guy was like, nah, let them collect them. And then when their snake's real big, swoop in and they've kind of done our job for us a little totally. bit. Totally. Well, that's perfect. what I was thinking of the cleanup. Like even that, because yeah. they used to have the cups that would be like, you got a dollar back every time you yeah, brought it back. that was and a good system. The kids would be scooping these cups up, yeah, genius. trying to get them all back. And they're essentially, and you know, for a grown man, he's had his four beers. He's like, yeah, you yeah, just take the totally. cup. Totally. Or you're anymore. getting shaked. I got shook, shook. I got shook down by a couple of kids. Yeah, know? like they oh, come yeah. up and they'll be like, "Can I have your cup?" And I'm like, "I'm still, still drinking." Mate. Yeah, you do end up sort of necking the end of your beer to give your cup to a kids, yeah. which is a little bit niggly. But I mean, you're encouraging them to be good with money and a bit of an entrepreneurship yeah. in there as well. This is true. A bit of a scab culture coming through. I'll say that, saying, you know, yeah. give me something that you've already paid for. We also, one time, uh, we were at Eden Park, just an idea of like being hectic at games and when, it, when it's like not too bad. And um, this was just great. This was a good little bit of like street justice. Um, we, we uh, Kyle Mills was playing and um, I don't know why we didn't like it. We didn't, we, he's fine as a human. I've never met the guy. Um, but fuck, we, we were giving him shit, hey? Like, all we were really doing was just going, Millsy! <laughs> like, that real droning. So anyway, yeah. there was this there was this um, family in front of us, right? And then there were two people behind us that just like a couple, like, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend or whatever, but a bit older. And so there's a family in front of us. They've got a couple of young kids with them. And we're swearing, but we're not like going overboard, just as you would. And we're calling out Millsy and we're just, we're just having a good time. We're steamed. The people behind us go and get security and bring about next thing you know, security's gonna be like, ah, oh, we've had some complaints from these people who's saying that you're swearing and all this bad behaviour and there's children right there. And then the mum and the dad with the kids spun around and goes, We've actually really been enjoying their company <laughs> And then those two fuckwits just had to walk away. Yeah. And then the security guard was like, Oh, I'll sit here and just like watch a bit of their behaviour and like you can't kick people out for going, Millsy and it's the classic thing of this is what people want to do at the game. You yeah. want to engage with the people. Like it's, yeah. you're not being 
awful. You're not screaming at him saying anything bad. It's all fun. And I feel like half the time the players think it's pretty funny. Oh, totally. Over the I'm years, sure, man, I mean, I've, they been, probably don't. I've been like anyone that knows me and has been to sports with me knows that I like to get a bit um, chirpy and verbal. But yeah. if anyone wanted to have an actual fight with me, I'd drop nuts. But um, <laughs> like probably the best one I ever did was when I was a kid and we were watching cricket. Uh, it was... Canterbury versus Ork, uh, uh, Northern Districts. Oh, and um, what's his name? Caddick? What was Caddick, the English guy's? Simon Caddick? Yeah, something like that. Caddick, he was that real tall, used to play for England, and he came over here and played dom- domestic for a little bit. I Richard think Simon Caddick? Caddick. Caddick. If you're probably Caddick getting lit up here by the, um, the cricket nuffies. Oh, he was a bit shit, and I fucking put him on ice anyway, so... Um, Anyway, we were at fine leg by the sight screen, and he'd been bowling. Andrew Caddick. Andrew there Caddick. There we go. And he'd been bowling. I'm, I'm calling you out, Andrew Caddick. I hope a- you remember Andy, this. Yeah. So we're on fine leg, and we're just chirping him. And we're only like 13, <laughs> 12 or 13, and we're just giving him shit. We're just like, yeah, whatever we're saying. And eventually he gets over it like he walks up to the boundary rope and he goes yeah 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 all right boys and then he's like yeah calm it down and then we just kept going and he comes back in he goes you know what boys can you hear that he's like i think that's your boy's mum's calling you to come home um it's dinner time and then i was like nah caddick i was like that's your mum calling me back to bed (laughs) and he he got like visibly shell shocked that a thirteen year old had just put him on ice with a sledge, and then the next over, bro, he was like at point. <laughs> he was like, "I'm going these guys." Also, what an odd time for him to bust out like a bad comeback, or like not even comeback. It was shit. First opening salvo to a group of kids. Yeah, and I was just like, "Nah, Bolt, that's your mum calling <laughs> me back to bed." Like, wow. through outrageous call, and um, yeah, thirteen. He didn't, well, as far as long as we were there, he wasn't back on finally. <laughs> he was like, yeah, my spell's over. Yeah, I feel like you've got to be able to take, I mean, just don't listen. Surely you can stand there and just not pay attention to the crowd. Yeah, they're having problems with it in um, professional golf at the moment. Like, mm. as the game gets a bit more casual and, you know, you give people an inch, they take a mile. And um, there was like a player, I can't remember, was it Will Young, maybe? Anyway, there was a golfer and yeah, he like just goes up to the crowd and he's just like, I'm just sick of it. And I'm like, you've lost. <laughs> you he's have gone lost. gone full bro. Shooter McGavin. Yeah. You just yeah. got to, you just have to lock it out. This is golf, people. Yeah. Like all that's going to do is now that that video's out there, yeah. he's just going to get heckled more. Of course. People go, well, we've got a target. We know. And it, especially as golf does sort of become, it's changing the audience. And I mean, yeah. it seems like they're trying to change the audience. Obviously, there's that hole that... What's that drinking hole in one of the courses where everyone goes absolutely apeshit? Yeah. Once you get more of that, you're trying to you, get fan engagement. You're encouraging people to cheer. You're going to get people chirping. And as long as you're not doing it. Totally. Here's a hot tip from the Coasters universe. Um, if you want to like up your shit talking game or like you find that you get into shit talking sessions or someone's talking shit to you <laughs> and then you like leave hurt or something, the way that people forget, and this is how you lose shit talking, yeah. and then it kills it and it, and it could kill the buzz. Never justify. So if someone's shit talking about you 
doing something or whatever like oh you useless bastard and they come back being like nah nah it's because of this you've lost yeah you you've have. lost what you do is you come back and you start ripping on them for something that's shit talking yeah it's the old adage I mean in politics they have explaining is losing anytime yes. you've got to explain yourself you've already lost yeah you just got to come back in hot so just eat it just eat it because they've already said the opinion it's out there in the open so now you just got to eat it think of one of their flaws and then hit them with it <laughs> <laughs> oh, i feel like i'm back at boys school already good oh, no. hey now here's one for you this was a wild time i was doing some commentary on the weekend i was in mm-hmm. um the nzme building in town sort of central Auckland. yeah i uh, walked out it was maybe 9 15 at night and there was a young lady maybe 40 so not that young yeah. uh japanese ascent and she had does it matter no well it does really <laughs> no, it it's, does, it's yeah. key to the story <laughs> I couldn't help it. she um had a, like a big backpack a big like full travel bag on yeah. wheels yeah and then a smaller duffel bag on top yeah and she had some bits of paper with her and I'm thinking, oh, she's lost trying to find a motel. There's a Ramada Suites just next door. And I yeah. thought to myself, easy fix. She's looking for that. Yeah. I was like, hello, hey, are you looking for the hotel? It's over there. And she had no English at all, full Japanese only. She held me up a bit of paper and it said, um, actually a phone and on it, it had like some Japanese and it was on translate. Mm. And it said, hello, my name is, I'm a Japanese national. I'm in New Zealand seeking asylum i've run out of money for a hotel and i'm trying to find this address where they'll help me and i was like oh wow this is full on um then i was like okay like read it saw the address she had these papers with her like full refugee status excuse my ignorance but like that's like you know the the assumption is that that wouldn't be coming from japan that person well yeah she's yeah that's kind of like i have no idea i guess guess people seek refugee status for a whole bunch of reasons oh totally but i just you know yeah i I mean i was surprised and uh, i was like okay on her thing she said she's running out of money for a hotel um so she's looking for this address and i was like oh that's around the corner so i walked her over the corner bag heavy as hell Wheeled it over there. We found the address. The place where I think she was thinking would maybe like put her up for the night is just a closed office building. Um, and so we're like, oh, okay. Uh, how's this going to go? Where should we go with you? Like, I can't just leave you on the street out here. Um, and oh so God, Tony. tried to go online onto her phone and using Google Translate on my phone. So saying, you know, hey, my name's Tony. Yeah, yeah. Trying to, so let's help you out here. Where should we go? Like, and I was like, do should we book you back into a hotel? This place will open on Monday. And she basically was like, I'm out of money. Oh. Um, and she showed me her little Wise account and she had like, you know, whatever it is, 160 bucks in it. Oh. And I was like, yikes, this is tough. And I was like, what about like a backpackers? Maybe we'll get you in a backpackers for a couple of nights. And she was not that keen. And this is all through Google Translate, mind you. So this is taking an age, every one of these conversations. Yeah. Um, in the end, she was like, this place here, so backpackers. And I was like, I can drive you up there if you want. Yeah. And also try not to be like, you know, I'm a, this is safe. I can imagine it'd be terrifying for her. She's in, been in Japan a day ago. Now she's in Auckland. So we drive oh, up to the totally backpackers. You'd hope by then she'd picked up on your demeanor. Yeah, well, I, I was trying to be very much like, Although I'm pretty sure let's help you out. Yeah, no, nice I was thinking. Until they're not. 
So I wheel the demio around and, um, you know, it's got kid seats in the back. So hopefully yeah. she's like, oh, yeah, cool. This guy's a maniac. Oh, that. And I don't think there's a whole bunch of creeps kicking around in demios. Demios with kid seats. Ah, probably there is a few. Yeah. You, usually the people who are creeps that are in demios are only in them for a very short period of time yeah. from the time they hotwire them until the time they crash them into the <laughs> into front window of a building. Yeah. <laughs> so that's when the creep ratio We is do have high. the two most like ram rateable cars out there. Oh, you, you got the a Tito? and the Nissan Tito. Yeah. yeah, very. Throw a, throw a Toyota Echo and oh, Toyota, uh, what's the um, little hybrid one they have? Oh. The Yaris. No, it's not the one I'm thinking of. Oh, not the anyway. Echo. Anyway, bad yarn. Get yet. back to your bad yarn. woman. So anyway, <laughs> bad, yeah. I drove her around the corner mm. um, to a backpackers, went in, explained the situation to the guy behind the desk at the backpackers. It was like, listen, she's... And he was like, she still has to pay. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, no worries. He gave her a good rate, but he was like, the room's rough. Like, this is... Oh, was it like one of it's the late. ones where it's like, almost a halfway house? 10 p.m. on Saturday night. And yeah. I was like, hey, I guess it's better than nothing. Drop her off, said, you know, good luck, Godspeed. I text a whole bunch of numbers um, that were on all the official forms about if you need help, if you get stuck. Mm. Um, no one's ever texted me back. No one's ever called me back. I left her there. I've gone away. And that's the last I've heard of it. She booked two nights until Monday until this thing yeah. was open. Uh, but that's how crazy would it be if she has one of those wicked refugee stories where they come and they grind and they like yeah. make you know and now she's owning a company and she's going to be on like she'll she'll be on like seven sharp and she'll be like and there was this um, nice creep in a demi <laughs> well I was just I thought it was so crazy that you can come over they go cool yep yeah, welcome yeah. to New Zealand we look after you which is what we should be doing what we mm. could be doing but then they're like see you later get in there. Um, we're not giving you anything. It's yeah. wild that, that you can go, yeah, get in there, get after it, go have a walk around, go to the central Auckland and then just, you, here's all your bags, there's no sort of accommodation sus for Yeah, them. I actually find um, Americans to be the most like hospitable people, man, as far as like helping you out in a, in a moment. Like, yeah. I, I had mates that... Um, I mean, I could have bought her into the, uh, bought her home. Oh, but yeah, but like... It's a bridge I, too far. Well, no, but even like just little things, like a story I always remember, I wasn't there, it was just mates of mine, they were doing the Camp America thing first time out of the country and they were in did they say Baltimore or something like that they were in, they were in a, a city or DC or something like that anyway where they got dropped off they realised they fucked up the drop off point because it was just like normal taxi they get dropped into an episode of the wire essentially and then they had to like walk like a couple and they were walking past like they were just like oh this is shady but they didn't really think anything of it kind of power and numbers I think there was like three or four of them and this dude just pulled up and goes you boys need to fucking get in my car right now and he loaded them all in there drove them to their hostel or stuff like that and was like oh my god <laughs> like you were on the worst street oh like and just the fact that that guy was like you know, like that's really cool. And even I was like, had um, such delayed flights when I was flying to Detroit once. Um, and it just happened this really nice older Canadian couple had um, traveled from New Zealand and we just kept seeing each other like New Zealand, LA. Then we connected in Chicago. All oh, right. It was real late. And then they were like, um, I was like there and this is all pre cell phone. So they're giving me like, they're like, oh, here's a phone card. It's still got like um, $200 on it. Oh, nice. Uh, they're like, um, can you get your ride when you get to Detroit? If not, jump in our car. We'll just take you over to Windsor, which is just over from Detroit. Um, come stay at ours, um, and then we'll drive you back uh, to your um, place in Detroit the next day. And shit like that. And do, I was, you, do you did that? No, no, no. So, but luckily I managed to like get hold of uh, my girlfriend at the time, and she had... 
you know, this is just back when like yeah. it wasn't like real easy even to check when a flight, like you weren't checking it on your phone you yeah, used no to get idea. to the airport. So she managed to figure out it was delayed and she just had basically hung at the airport for a couple, three hours. But so nice, man. Like Yeah, well, that was kind of what I was hoping at the time. I was just like, I hope that this helps her out. Yeah, yeah. And that she isn't such up. I also thought, you know, I've been in strange cities late at night and so many times you're like, oh God, how sketchy is this? And I'm a, you know, big buff burly bloke <laughs> and this is a fairly diminutive uh japanese lady so yeah. you're like it's not a great time to be out you know and i you have to wonder all her worldly possessions in her the two bags she's got and they're heavy as fuck they're so heavy the bag she's got yeah so you're like she can't she's always very mobile at the best of times and but then like that's hard you know it's not like she can't even just like bail up wins and be yeah. like you know. well that's exactly the thing of I don't know what she's doing now. I mean, that she only booked two nights, so that's. But I suppose if you're a refugee and it's like you've got your way out, you just have to take it. And well, and I also wonder if there's some sort of, I don't know, kick you out thing. If they're like, hey, you can't be sleeping on the street. Back to Japan, you go, and who knows yeah, what man. she ended up coming from. But hopefully, she's all being sorted out. It's that one where I'm like, I'm surprised. I mean, I left some messages on some aunt's phones and yeah. text messages to. How people. long ago was this again? It's on Saturday. This is only four days ago. Oh shit! Oh sorry, that recently. No one's oh. messaged me or shown any sort of care from the old New Zealand. Well, if you are out there, and I'll be incredibly um, surprised if she's listening to an all English podcast. Considering how <laughs> our conversations went the other day, it was very tough, and it's also very funny when you are dealing with someone who doesn't share your language. We both understood that, yeah. and yet we both kept trying. It was oh. clear that I didn't speak Japanese and that she didn't speak English. And constantly I was talking to her and constantly she was talking to me. And it's that one where Dude. you're like, maybe if we just keep talking. Yeah. But you've got nothing else. One of us will pick up a language. You really? Maybe I'll just <laughs> learn. I did hit it with a good old fashioned arigato when we said, oh. see you later. And she loved it. Oh, I bet. Got, I, I bowed. I bowed. Of... I actually, I, and I felt bad for this. I was said, hope you were like, you know, I gave her a hug and I could tell the hug didn't go down well, but I was like, oh, well, I tried my hardest. I was just trying to, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I was just You're like, too hey, nice go good well. Sometimes, yeah, I should have, should have just left it at the bow, to be honest. But I just wanted to know she was in safe hands. Look out, the yeah, country's yeah, going to yeah, look after you, her. Man. You know, New Zealand's got her now. Look at it. New Zealand's got her now. Yeah, I, I'm, I honestly have always been a real shocker for having um, like communication breakdowns mm. in countries where English isn't the first language. Like I was in Thailand and we'd been down at uh, like the islands like Koh Samui and stuff yes. and then on our way back you like catch a bus that takes you to the main train line which kicks you back up to Bangkok so we get to the train station and the train's going to arrive in like 30 minutes or whatever and I'm like alright I need a piss and so I go walking down the platform and then there's just like toilets so I turn into them and just before the toilet there's a bench and there's this like little old Thai lady just sitting there on the bench and as I'm walking towards her she puts her hand up like that like five and uh, in my head, I'm I'm just like, oh, she thinks I'm fucking cool, like slick rack. And I just go, what up? And I <laughs> hit her with like way too hard of a high five, like fucking nearly turn her hand into dust. <laughs> it was like, boom. And then she just has this like shocked look on her face. Yeah, and I was like, her. oh, fuck, I thought you were down. And then I just kept walking. And the next thing you know, man, like about honestly, like seven Thai women come running into the toilet and I've got my dick in my hand. And what, it's like they're abseiling from the fucking ceiling. Like, it was insane. They just were appearing from nowhere. And they were literally on my shoulder and, like, next to me. They would have been able to see my dick. 
and they were just like five baht, five baht, five baht. Oh, like yeah. it costs five baht to use the toilet. Yeah, and I was just like, here's fucking twenty apologies. <laughs> you know? you, and then I just walk outside. You see the old woman like shaking her hand, and like they're all gathered around, you know, putting it in a splint, probably. Yeah, oh, yeah. stuff. I love it. She's trying to do a job, and you just dab her up a big I high five. her up a fat one. I honestly thought she was just digging on my like. <laughs> um, I think I was wearing like a like a singer beer oh, shirt. Like yeah, I thought she was like, of course you guys. Yeah, oh, yeah. she's like, I've never seen one of these before. Yeah. Every single white fellow who walks through here doesn't be running a singer or a Chang singlet. Yeah, man. I went from like feeling so cool to yeah. wow. That yeah. was that was no good, man. You realize the area of your ways. Well, hey, yeah. Oh, that's good stuff. Hey, it's probably a good place to end it for the day. Um, Sweet. Hey, a little bit of news. Managed to get a show off the ground in Christchurch. Was supposed to be going for Blink-182. Oh, yeah, man. On Monday, but Blink-182 decided they're not going to go to Christchurch anymore. I actually think that there needs to be an investigation into that by the way I think from what I've heard the venue has Queens of the Stone Age one day Blink 182 the next and then they were like yeah we just can't bloody do it which is crazy that they only worked out they couldn't do it last week it's yeah been, that's rough man I feel sort on of the cards bad like New Zealand months. definitely is like it's like an easy it's like an easy cancel I, I feel like New Zealand on the international music circuit is almost like how we treat the odd open mic we all yeah. like you're gonna go you signed up for it and then you're like oh, I can't do it fucked but I don't think it's the band I think it's the venue and the, yeah, it's totally, crazy totally. they can just go yeah it's not happening anymore oh, two weeks out and they don't give you any information they don't, it's nothing more than an email saying you get a refund South and Islanders the, get shafted and the, they get shafted it's, it's fucking it's a crime it should be a crime you're going to the other one though eh? I am going to the other one yeah, I'm yeah. lucky so I've got the other one but what I'm trying to say here is we're putting on a show at Good Times Comedy Club on Monday night 7pm March right. the 4th I'm down there anyway. That makes the flights tax deductible. So why not chuck them in there? And you know, I'm keen to put on a show. So if you're in Christchurch, come along to that. If you're heading down for Blink-182, come along to that. Then there's a work in progress show in Auckland yep. on March 16th, um, which hopefully should be better now that I'm doing the Christchurch show. And then a couple of another nice little announcers coming up in the not-too-distant future from both myself and Paul. Yeah, we've definitely got more. I'll just stick to the uh, tour down south next week. Yes. Um, ticket sales are dire. Are they? Yeah, they are a little bit. I just don't think the word's quite out yet. It's an interesting time. Uh, so if you know anyone in Gore, Invercargill, Queenstown or Wanaka. And big names. Um, this is Corey Gonzalez-McCure from What We Do in the Shadows. David Corrios uh, from Viva de la Dirt League. Taskmaster, the Burger King ads. Paul Douglas from Seven Days. Days yeah. From the Comedy Gala. you got to get after these fellas. Your mate's coiled stove. Yeah, um, yeah. He will be huffing out of a broken <laughs> uh, Smirnoff bottle for sure. <laughs> Yeah. On a stove. But yeah, no, help us get the word out there. Guys, it's disappointing when um, towns that don't really get any good entertainment uh, miss out. It's, you know, we, we did admittedly put it together fairly last minute just because we're going down for a wedding, but um, we'll get the word out there. I'm sure they'll be fine. And, and obviously, then, Paul Douglas NZ on Instagram, Tony underscore Lyle on Instagram. That's Give it. us a follow and share the podcast if you are enjoying it and liking it. We're not. We're not in bed with all these big, fancy podcast yeah. studios, all these giant corporations. We're just a couple of fellas doing it ourselves. So spread the love. Give it a share if you enjoyed it. Chuck it on your social media. Tell your friends who you think will like it to give it a share so we can keep doing it. I think I've got a nice little sign-off line for us now. Here we go. Keep on coasting. Keep on coasting. Hide it up.